0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Samson's Football Podcast, episode 4, I believe. If you're a first time listener, I am he and he is me. Samson is the name, and football is the game. Also, don't forget to give this episode a rating, whatever streaming platform you're listening to this from, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, wherever please give it a five star rating, Um, if you're watching this on YouTube or snippet of this on YouTube again don't forget to give me a like and also subscribe to the channel, much appreciated, if you're a previous listener, no sorry if you're a first time listener again give me a rating, if you're a previous listener well simply I'm back, before I get into everything I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone and apologies for the long hiatus. Hopefully I can stay more consistent in 2021, but time will tell. But anyway, what's on today's agenda? I want to discuss January transfers and as well as, it's going to be a quick one today, it's going to be about January transfers and also the... Free agents that are moving along that could put the big name players that are going to be free agents in the summer. Um, so, just going to discuss that. Um, obviously, with it being the first month of the new year, for some it's the start of a new year's resolution and all that crap. But for the real football fans, this is the start of something really special the January transfer window, the most important date in a football season calendar. It is a time of the month where teams up and down the country and the rest of Europe, and across Europe, should I say, either offload a bunch of deadwood at their club or bring in some important additions to their clubs. But, as we all know, generally transfers are always a hit and miss. Well, transfers in general are hit and misses, but nothing is more risky than making a mid-season signing or getting rid of a player mid-season and it can come back and bite you on the ass. It's seen happening with a lot of teams. It's a huge risk. You don't know if you're going to buy a Bruno Fernandes or Andy Carroll at Liverpool. Like, <laughs> it could be that bad. You don't know if you're going to buy a, a, a Daniel Sturridge or a Yannick Belassi. You, you, know, you don't know what type of signing you're going to get mid mid-way through the season. And that could be a transfer, to be honest. It could be even during the summer transfer. Goodbye, player Preseason, they just don't hit the form running they don't hit the ground running sorry or they get injured and it just fucks up your whole plans it is what it is but January transfers are always fun especially transfer deadline day but obviously with the whole crazy thing now everything's going to change ok <clears throat> so I expect most teams if not all to be a little bit more cautious this month in the January transfer window let's Yes, so I expect most teams, if not all, to be a little bit more cautious this month with regards to transfers. Especially compared to previous years. This could be down to COVID restrictions, a lot of clubs financially are not bringing in as much money as they usually would. Excuse me. Especially missing out on millions of pounds on matchday revenue, with no um, fans being in the stadiums. So yeah, don't expect any team, especially don't expect any team really to break the bank this month in terms of like record signings. Um, Not even City, Chelsea. Not even. Don't even even think PSG are gonna buy anyone this month in terms of like record record signings. Um, Now, I would love to give you all a rundown of every potential signing for every Premier League right now, but in terms of squad depth and needs I'm very limited on my knowledge of the full detail for most teams and what they, what signings they may or may not need but what I will say, and I will focus on no, what I will say is that I think that in terms of I, let me get myself right. what I do think is I can give you a list of the teams that I think will do business this month um, obviously the first one being Liverpool which is a, a no-brainer to anyone who's been following football for the last well, anyone who's been watching the Premier League for the last well this season since we've been going this season I don't know when it's... when did it start? September? four months? it's been a few four months now yeah anyone who's been watching the Premier League this season knows that Liverpool are in need of a centre-back it's no surprise and I can only see them and maybe a handful of other teams buying players this month. But Liverpool more so, mainly because they need another centre-back. They've only got one fit senior centre-back. and No, sorry, they've only got one senior centre-back. No, sorry, they've got no fit senior centre-backs. They've got a midfielder playing the centre-back. And then two inexperienced players who are not, not as good. Probably would never be good enough for the Premier League, if I'm going to be truly honest with you. Um, covering. Centre back, and they, obviously they've been with a whole load of players, a whole load of players I've done videos on that, check out my other videos on my YouTube channel for that. But, um, as well as Liverpool, I can see Arsenal buying some players this season, because, let's be honest, they, although to be fair, they a lot of their, their best performances over the last couple of weeks have come from a lot of the academy players. So, it wouldn't surprise me actually if Arsenal and Arteta don't buy anyone, Instead, they stick and have faith in the youth. Obviously, I don't think it will reap them any rewards or like win them a trophy this season if they do do that. But I do think they they are another team that potentially could buy another good buy, could buy some more players, and most notably in the attacking midfield sort of area, unless they bring Özil back. Would that be considered a signing if they bring him back into the match squad? I don't know. Um, if they bring him back into the 25 man squad, he can that be classed as a new signing? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so um, Sheffield United as well, I think either they need to sign a new some new players or sign a new manager because either way, it is not working there. I don't know what's happening with them. Definitely not the same Sheffield United as last season. Could be because of the keeper. Dean Henderson saved them a lot of points last season, but now they've downgraded to um, Ramsdale, who got relegated with Bournemouth, it looks like he'd be, he could be relegated again with Sheffield United. But, yeah, Sheffield United definitely need some players. Leeds, I believe, as well may sign some players because of the way they play, the intensity that they play at. A lot of their first-team regulars will burn out. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they do. If they did tire out towards the end of the season, because it's only so far, so. It's only so long if you can keep up that sort of intensity in the Premier League. Um, even though I don't think they're in any, a, they're, they're not in the Carabao Cup. Don't think they'll get fun the FA Cup. So it's just it's just the league. Um, but again, I can still see them tiring out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds were to buy one or two players. Newcastle and Wolves and West Ham as well. Possibly Everton, I don't know. Um, I think Everton, they're too reliant on James, Rodriguez and Richarlison. Calvert Lewin, I feel like the goals have dried up for a little bit. Excuse me at this moment in time. But they've got some good, they've got a good, the thing with Everton is they've got a good 11. But you take certain players out of that 11 and they're going to struggle. Which has been proven the last few weeks. They've been really consistent the last few weeks. So I think they might sign a few more players this month. Who knows? I don't know what their financial situation is like. But yeah, those teams I think are the ones that will most certainly buy at least one player this month. That's so Liverpool, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Leeds, Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham, and Everton. So that's eight. So that's what nearly half the league. Yeah. It's not too bad it's not too bad but anyway the main topic of discussion I wanted to talk about this episode it's going to be like I said it's going to be a quick one but the main talking point okay so another important fact another another important piece of information when it comes to generally in the football season is it highlights which players only have six months left on their contracts at their current clubs and there are a lot a lot of big names I repeat there are a lot of big name signings that will be free in the summer but yes yeah, so there's a lot of big name players that are potentially going to be free agents come June from the likes of Gino and Adam at Liverpool to like fucking hell does is it big one, Messi at Barcelona he is I can't believe he's going to be a free agent in the summer um, you have also got Aguero at City a whole lot of others, it's too, the list is too long um, I'm going to put, for anyone who's watching this, who's going to watch this on my YouTube channel, I'm going to put a list up so you guys can see, because the names are too long for me to write off, but I'm going to go through some of them, anyway so what I'm going to do is break down this list I've got of the potential few movers in the summer and where they could possibly end up, Start with the big one on everyone's lips Obviously, the most talked about summer transfer, which never happened last summer, Messi. The biggest star in world football. Well, arguably the biggest star in world football. Clearly unsettled at Barcelona. It's clear that Barcelona are in a financial strain. They are struggling financially. I think they personally want to keep him, but obviously, who wouldn't? But they can't afford him at this moment in time because they've made so many financial mishaps over the years. So now they've got to tighten their purse strings. They, I think, they've asked him to take a wage cut, which I think he's refused. But I think he's refused on the case that he wants to leave Barcelona, not because it's a wage cut. If that makes sense, I think he's just had a lot of false promises from presidents about the state of the Bar- of the state of Barcelona and what the aim and ambition is for Barcelona Football Club. And it's been no secret that Barcelona have relied heavily on Messi over the last decade or so like it's been, I mean people use the joke about the term messy FC but it is a fact they have been messy FC for quite some time so it's no surprise that he wants to leave but I can't see him going anywhere else in terms of team, after the MLS I can't, I mean some people are going to slate me in kill me for this or whatever but i mean people say man city we united with pep yeah lpsg but personally i think i can't see and i can't see him going to any other team then, then i can't see him going to any team in europe sorry i can't see him going to any other league in europe i can only see him moving to an mls in america I mean financially European clubs can like I said City, PSG they're the only teams you financially that like, can afford them but what? who wants to see Messi in a Premier League at free? yes it would be a good advertisement for the Premier League but as football fans do we really want to see Messi in the Premier League at free? I mean this. I don't want to say it could ruin his career because obviously his career is solidified in world football but it won't be a good look. A messy Messi on the way out at thirty three in the Premier League having what rings run round him by Jack the likes of Jack Grealish or him seeing him playing away at fucking St James's Park and then being taken out every time he touches the ball by a Matty Longstaff or some shit like that. Like come on, come on. No, we don't want to see that. Um it, 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 it brings shades of. <laughs> so this is a little historical history lesson. So for those who don't don't know too much about football, Blackburn, I believe, just going back, let's say, I want to say, forgive me on the timestamp because I could be completely off with my timestamp, but I'm okay. So yeah, so around fifteen or so years ago, Blackburn Rovers were in the Premier League, and it was taken over by a rich group out of India, and were planning on following suit of following the steps of Man City when Man City were taken over Sheikh Masur and they brought Rabinho and a whole host of other players to the Premier League flaunting their wealth eventually ended up challenging for the league or but I wanted to follow suit cool um, and they were linked with another prim, um, Brazilian playmaker in Ronaldinho and it just, this wasn't Ronaldinho at his peak this was Ronaldinho on his way out but it, nonetheless, it was still Ronaldinho, like, the legend. Like, it was still Ronaldinho. No, thankfully, as a football fan, thankfully, that never happened because this would have been a sad state to see. Like, come on. No, this would have been a sad state to see. I <laughs> mean, just imagine in that time of the Premier League, especially that time of the Premier League as well, where you had Stoke, you had Blackpool, teams like that, and away they fixtures over there. Weren't, weren't the easiest. They were they were really tricky. You, if you if if you weren't in you, if the fight wasn't in you, you weren't go, you weren't coming out of those stadiums with three points. That's a fact. You had t- uh, managers like um, Alan Pardew and Sam Allardyce, who were considered elite. Who were at the time probably the elite English managers, alongside Harry Enfield. call cool, but they were the elite pr- um, English managers. Not too many about now, but like uh, come on. It would have been no easy feat for anyone, let alone a person of Ronaldinho's kind of a... Like imagine playing away way fucking the Bet Three Six Five Stadium, getting tackled by Sh- uh, a Mine Shaw- uh, what's his name, Mine Shawcross. <laughs> Come on, it, it would have been fucked. It would have been, it would have been, it would have been a sad sight to see. And this is what I mean when I say Messi coming to the Premier League was, would not be a good look for his career. He's going solidified in football. Yes, he doesn't need to prove anything. Like, people say, oh, he, he hasn't proved it in the Premier League. That's why Ronaldo's better than him, blah, 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 blah. I mean, look, Ronaldo's gone to probably the three biggest teams in each country and won trophies. Cool. I respect that. You've got to respect that. where Ronaldo's come from to where he's where he is now, you've got to respect that. But and Messi being considered a one-club man and doing it all and carrying a team, like... You've got to, you've got to respect that as well. Like Messi coming, Messi coming to the to Premier League, will prove nothing for his career. It, if anything, it will just be one of those things that will just. It could be like a little. I mean, unless he wins the Champions League with Man City. I mean, the only thing that could save, or the only thing that can help him if he does come to the Premier League is if he helps Man City win the Premier League, Champions League. Which, we don't want to see. So, yeah. Messi, go to the MLS. You you won't be the first big-name player to finish your career in America. There's been many before you that have done it. There'll be many after you that will do it. You might as well just follow suit. Or come Liverpool. (laughs) But yes, um, other names, obviously, on that list, sorry, were Sergio Guerrero, which is another big shock for me. Because... I don't know why his contract has not been extended. Um, I can only assume it's because Pep and the people at City are frustrated by his injury record. Or maybe he wants to leave. Um, to be honest, but all I can say is City without Aguero are not as lethal in front of goal. That is a fact. They've got Gabriel Jesus. Yes, he's good, but he isn't Aguero. It's plain and simple. And allowing Aguero to leave in the summer cool I mean what Aguero is what 32, 33 I think it is um you can play, they give you a point where he, he just might want to leave I and mean, you just have to you just have to accept that and it doesn't leave too many options in terms of replacements because to replace someone like Aguero you're going to have to spend close to if not more than 100 million and for me the only play the only striker that I think will be a perfect fit at Man City to replace Aguero will be is Haaland sorry at Dortmund I can't see him going to anywhere I can't see him going I can't see him leaving Dortmund to go anywhere else other than Man City Real Madrid and that's it yeah I can't see him going anywhere else can't see him going anywhere else, and he would be a perfect. For, he's 19, he's 19, 20 You can literally build the team. He, he could be your future star for like the next ten years. That. Harold Guerrero has been Man City's main star for the last ten years. That can be. Harlem for Man City. Now that you know, passing of the baton as they call it. But yes, no sir. Um, other than that, maybe Harry Kane. I've mean, been definitely linked to Harry Kane for whatever. Um, that's another good signing. Can, can imagine Harry Kane playing alongside the likes of Sterling, KDB. Mare's, so many chances so many chances and especially it could happen if, if he doesn't win a trophy with Tottenham this season but anyway back to Aguero um, where does Aguero go after you leave Man City <laughs> where do you go after you leave Man City I mean he could go back to Spain he might go back to Atletico that's a chance because they just got rid of Diego Costa who might be coming to the Premier League this month so watch out for that Trust me, that, that might happen. He can go back to Atletico, which I don't think he will. I don't see him going to Barcelona or Madrid. I can't see that happening. He might go to PSG, do you think? I don't know. He might join Poch at PSG. I Other than that, I don't see him going to Italy. I can't see a girl going to Italy. I can't see him going to Germany can't see him going to Holland. I guess, I think Aguero might, might join Messi in MLS. Or Messi might join Aguero in MLS. Either way, they could both be, end up in America. There isn't any way else for Aguero to go to, be honest. Unless he goes back to Argentina as well, to end his career and be his family, I don't know. What the situation is, his awful situation is like, but that, that could be a possibility. Other than that, there not too many clubs that could really afford Agüero's wages because he's gonna he he will be pricey. Other than the two teams I un- mentioned, and again, he's injury record. You know, do you want to take a gamble on someone like that? Who, like, Harry Kane, will definitely get injured during the season at some point in the season, but you don't know when. Yeah, it's risky. I don't know. Very interesting to see actually. I think, be, I think it'd be more interesting to see where Aguero ends up for me than where Messi ends up, because Messi, you know he's gonna go. Only certain team's gonna fall Messi, so you know it limits his options. But it'll be interesting to see for me where Aguero ends up. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um who else is on the list? Um I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna go through each player each player because you can see there's a lot. But just gonna run through a few names quickly that are Definitely free agents in the summer, big name players. <laughs> Starting with the two biggest names in the Premier League, Johnny Evans, Premier League winner, Jesse Lingard, fucking English, Messi. I mean, no, nah, all jokes aside, all jokes aside. Johnny Evans is free in the summer. Um it'd be interesting to see where he I think he might stay in the Premier League. Um I can't see him going to top six side. I can't see him going to a top ten side. I'll see him he, he might end up with a side he might end up at Newcastle. It wouldn't surprise me he seems like a Steve Bruce type of signing um, you know Macashi doesn't like to spend cash so I can see him, them getting him for free on a cheap Lingard I don't know what has happened to him he went from being a regular starter for England and United to barely making the United bench I don't even think he comes on as a sub I think Daniel James is ahead of him I don't know what's happened with Lingard it's a sad state to see but again he's out and he's out of contract in the summer. Wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at Leeds. Um actually no, he won't end up at Leeds. He's not he hasn't got the work ethic. I can't see him at Leeds. I don't know where he will go. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in a championship, to be honest. At this rate, fucking hell. Um, who else is on the list? Fucking hell, you've got Joan Buraton leaving Bayern Munich in the summer free agent you've got Mustafi at Chelsea at uh, Arsenal sorry free agent in the summer. you've got Giroud Olivier Giroud who's been Chelsea's best striker right now Chelsea better side keep him because <laughs> Werner and Tammy Abraham just ain't cutting it right now Giroud's pretty much there I think he's a top goal scorer as well I don't know how to double checking that but he's the top goal scorer the best striker at the moment and he's at a contract in the summer uh, Memphis Depay Ooh, I think we have Memphis free agent as well. Like Leon, where would he go? And then you've got Julian Draxler, PSG, Di Maria, PSG, both out of contract. Di Maria, I think, might end up back at Portugal. I don't think he'll be in the Premier League. I don't think Di Maria will go to another big side. Di Maria won't end up at another big, big club. I don't think, I think he's kind of past it. Um... But yeah, you can see there's so many names. Um, the three that are surprising me right now: Ramos at Real Madrid, David Alibar at Bayern, and I don't know his first name, but Donnarumma at AC. Um, these are weird ones. Weird ones. Well, well, Ramos has won everything at Madrid. Literally everything. He came in as a rat. Right, remember. The season he came I think it was 04-05 season, when he signed to Real Madrid, came in as like a replacement for Michel Sal- Salgado, because he was on his way out, or he had just left, I can't remember, one of the two, and they brought him as a right back from severe quality, he was like a, he wasn't a, he wasn't a right like. he was a wing back, he was like a second right winger, like he was just bombing past David Beckham, bombing past David Beckham on the wing, just, and I didn't rate him as a defender, I mean, but he's turned in I don't know what manager it was that transitioned him back into a centre back, but he has proven to be what one of the best centre backs in Europe in the last ten years, maybe more. I don't know. But I don't know why Real Madrid are letting his contract run out. Because if they lose him then it just means that they're only senior or experienced centre-back that they have at the club right now will be Varon and he has been, well he was last season shaky, he wasn't the best and I don't know why they want to keep him to be honest, he unless he's I, I've, again, I've not watched too much of Madrid this season to so know. so he might have improved a lot, but from the games I've seen in the Champions League, he seems just as bad as as he was last season doesn't know that they've got um, a lot of injuries as well, but I don't know why they want to lose, the, um, why they to risk losing Ramos and keep their on But where would Ramos, where would you see Ramos going in, <laughs> in the summer? Because he could link up with Mourinho at Tottenham. Can you imagine Alderweireld and Ramos forming a centre-back pairing to rival Van Dijk and Gomez or um, Laporte and I don't know who my city's other centre-backs, main centre-back is Eric, no, he's... Eric Garcia I think is leaving as well shit Eric Garcia isn't leaving Man City supposedly going to Barcelona so they've lost him um, fucking uh, Laporte and maybe John Stones I guess Lindelof and Maguire like Ramos and Adderville form a huge uh, uh, an interesting partnership Um could be the best partnership we've seen in the Premier League since Terry and Cavalier who knows under Mourinho don't be surprised uh, but yeah, I don't know who I don't know exactly who Ramos has been linked with, but I can't see him ending up at too many, too many clubs. Um, other than like, I'm trying to think, what, like who? Maybe PSG. It wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at PSG. But Alaba, I think, is the interesting one because he has been he is sought after by Chelsea, Liverpool, United and I think it's Barcelona, but I think Liverpool are not interested I don't think the interest from Liverpool is strong because let's be honest, Liverpool have to buy a centre back this month they can't afford to just buy someone and wait in the summer for them, with their current crisis at centre back and if Liverpool were to buy a centre back this month, it would mean there would be no point in them having them buying or them signing Alaba in the summer It really all make no sense, so I think the interest from Liverpool in terms David Alaba is very limited, if not non-existent, which obviously leaves, in terms of the Premier League interest, it being United and Chelsea, which um, I think will be a real coup for either side because he is very versatile, really good centre-back. I've never liked him as centre-back, but he is a really good centre-back. proven to be a really good centre-back. And he can also play left-back, left-wing-back. Chelsea... Personally, I don't think need another left back or um, a left sided a left wing back because obviously Ben Chilwell's been done. He's done really well. He's doing well. I think United more so need him more because of the in in inconsistency of Luke Shaw and Alex Tellers um, And obviously, obviously, I don't think Alabama will. never Alaba might start ahead of Lindelof actually, and Eric Eric Baye. To partner Luke, um, Harry Maguire. Or if um, obviously United want to switch to a back three, then they've got that experience of him there. If they want to switch up a back four, then they've got him again. Or maybe Barcelona. I think Ronald Coleman is looking to get him at, Bayern, at Barcelona because obviously they are in need of <laughs> new players. and. The free, if they're free, then I feel it's perfect signing for Barcelona because they are struggling financially. So free signings of world-class players is probably up right up their street right now. You know, beggars can't be choosers. So that'd be interesting to see where he ends up. Donnarama, though, on the other hand. Um, that is a weird one. I don't know who can... Who, like, that would be a steal, whoever signs him. Very highly rated young keeper. Very, very highly rated. I think it's AC William. I think he's the AC Milan captain, like in his early 20s. Um don't know where he will end up. Because maybe he might... Don't be surprised if he ends up at Juve. Um, and they win the Champions League. Like if Buffon really hangs up his gloves this time, this season. Don't be surprised next season if he ends up at Juve to replace and then benches um, Chesney. But other than that, I don't know any of the big clubs in Europe that need... A quality keeper like that. That like they've all got elite keepers. PSG and Um The top six sides in England have good keepers. You might have about Tottenham replacing Hugo Lloris, maybe. Um, Real Madrid and Barcelona have both got Courtois. and um, To stay again, respectfully, so they're yeah not there. Bayern Munich have got Neuer, so he's not going there. Jay, we can't see him going to another big club. Other than staying in Italy and going to either Juve or, at worst, Inter. Well, I say at worst, he could you know, go to Inter. Which would be funny. Even Atletico have got all black. Like, yeah, I, I don't see him going anywhere else other than those two teams. So that would be interesting to see where he ends up, to be honest. But, yeah, that is that is really it that is, that's interesting it be, look one thing's for sure this summer will be with all the free transfers going on will be very interesting probably the biggest summer of free transfers for, for in terms of the quality of plays that are going to be available for free this will probably be like the biggest summer for free transfers and it will be the probably the most interesting I can't wait to see I can't wait to see it but anyway, before I round up this latest episode, I just want to do a segment which I love doing. Now, for the first time listeners, I usually do a thing called Team of the Week. But with the amount of games happening maybe a few days during this Christmas period into this early January period, there's going to be too many games for me to do that. we have got games playing every few days. It's going to be really hard for me to do a Team of the Week. So I've decided to just do a Team of the Year for 2020. So my Premier League team of the year for January, Genu- uh, for 2020. Now, I could get slated for this, could be criticised, blah blah blah, I really don't care. This is the players that I feel like I've performed consistently well towards the back end of last season and the beginning part of this season. And let me get into it quickly. Um, so the formation I've gone for firstly is a three-four-three. so... I might like, throw a few curveballs in there, and you'll be surprised. But, ingo none other than Alison Becker. For me, I think he's been probably the best keeper over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Defence, I've gone for Toby Adevaroed at Tottenham. I've gone for Virgil, Liverpool, obviously, and Connor Cody at Wolves. No explanation there, just gone for those three. Um, There there weren't too many other defenders really that stood out that I really wanted to pick. No, none that came to mind. None of the, yeah. Um, And wing-backs gone for Reese James at Chelsea and Andy Robertson. Liverpool in midfield for Fabinho at Liverpool and Bruno Fernandes at United he's been probably honestly Bruno Fernandes has been the best player in 2020 I think across all European leagues actually Harland at Dortmund was probably one of the best players at 2020 as well yeah I don't know if up front gone for Salah Kane and son yeah there can't be any argument with that. Can't be any argument with that. But is what it is. <sighs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so that is it. I am heading out of here. Um. If you made it to the end of this episode, I appreciate it. And don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating. That is five-star rating on your streaming platforms. Also don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube to like, comment, share, subscribe, all that crap. Really appreciated. Um don't forget to also follow on my socials which are if it's on Twitter, Dennis Abut B-R-I-T-I, S H Y O R Y O R U B A if it's Instagram, then it's British Yoruba eighty eight B R I T I S H Y O R U B A eight eight. If it's on YouTube, then it's British Yoruba TV. Again, B R I T I S H Y O R U B A TV. Okay, and I will see you again soon. Once again, Happy New Year, and hopefully this year will be more fruitful for us all. Peace.